Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Mavi Bolaños in San Francisco. Starting next summer, gun manufacturers and dealers in California will be required to pay an 11 percent tax on sales of firearms and ammunition. Governor Gavin Newsom signed the law yesterday. He says California must continue to lead on gun safety measures, especially with courts across the country ruling against some existing laws, including initiatives to prevent mass shootings, bolster firearms investigations, and remove guns from domestic abusers. It's a profound moment, Uh, but I'm looking forward to raising uh, the bar of expectation and performance and beginning new, uh, I think, a different approach to how we collectively address uh, this rights regression as it relates to what's happening in the federal courts in a post-Bruin world that's going to require a different approach to gun safety in this country. The tax is expected to bring in around $160 million annually and will be used to fund school safety and violence prevention programs. The bill's author, Assemblymember Jesse Gabriel, says it's shameful that gun manufacturers are reaping record profits as guns are the leading cause of death for American children. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. 
A federal judge in San Francisco is ordering two former Trump administration officials to testify in a lawsuit brought by migrant parents and children separated at the U.S.-Mexico border in 2018. KQED's Taiki Hendricks reports. The lawsuit is one of dozens seeking damages from the U.S. government for emotional distress from the forced separations. Lawyers say it's the first time Trump officials have been made to testify in a case like this. Under the order, the three Bay Area families filing the suit can take sworn testimony from former Attorney General Jeff Sessions and former Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen. The judge noted that high-ranking officials are usually shielded, but she said the circumstances are extraordinary and knowing their intent is essential to the case. The Trump administration took more than 5,500 children from their parents at the border. For the California Report, I'm Taiki Hendricks. Tijuana has long been a refuge for priced-out Californians looking for affordable housing. But now, rents in Tijuana are rising twice as fast as in San Diego. KPBS border reporter Gustavo Solis looks into what is driving this new trend. Let's go ahead and see it. If you're looking for a place to rent in Tijuana, Gustavo Chacon is your guy. He's a realtor with decades of experience. And most of his clients come from the U.S., all of them looking for cheap rent in Mexico. Here he is, walking us through a brand new housing development in the Santa Fe neighborhood of Tijuana. And this is a completely gated community. And uh, this is a two-bedroom, living dining room, uh, one and a half baths, and one parking area. All for just $850 a month. This place is 45 minutes from the border, but don't forget about the amenities. They have the two stores, they have uh, small plazas, they have parks, they have uh, uh, for basketball, for football, soccer. They also have a community center. Median rent in San Diego is $3,300 right now, according to Zillow. That's pushing some people to migrate south to Tijuana. Atenea de la Cruz Brito is a researcher who studies why. She says most of the people moving to Tijuana are commuters who still work in San Diego. And this influx of cross-border commuters is pushing Tijuana rents higher and higher. Tijuana tiene ahora a la cabeza de los aumentos con un casi 70%. De La Cruz Brito says rents in Tijuana have increased 63 percent between 2016 and 2022, compared to just about 30 percent in San Diego during the same time period. The realtor, Chacon, gets phone calls from San Diegans thinking of moving to Tijuana almost every day. Most of them are looking to pay $500 or $600 a month for a house that is close to the border. To be truthful, there's not a lot of options. At least not for that price or that location. If you were trying to get something closer to downtown, something closer to the border, they're going to go from 800 and up. <laughs> I look back at it now, I, I knew virtually no Spanish. Michael Hodge moved to Tijuana from San Diego three years ago. Growing up in the Midwest, he never expected to live in Mexico. I knew nothing. Of, I, I've been to Tijuana like maybe twice ever. Now, people ask him for advice, especially about safety issues. Um, you know, I just tell them, it's, it's just like any other city. You know, if you act like a fool and, and make a spectacle of yourself and um, be disrespectful or, you know, it's not that hard to find fun. When Hodge moved to Tijuana with some of his co-workers, 
his share of the rent was only $300 a month. Yes, there are obvious savings, but also significant drawbacks. And the main one is... Ah, uh, traffic. It's ridiculous. Uh, excuse me, but it's ridiculous. Robert Martinez is a school bus driver in San Diego. He says traffic in Tijuana gets worse every year. And experts like De La Cruz Brito agree. She says new construction and lack of investment in public infrastructure is causing even more traffic. Compraron porque creían que vivían a 15 minutos de la línea, 20 minutos de la línea. Eso se convertirá en horas más las horas propias. De... For Martinez, Tijuana's horrible commutes are the real price of affordable housing. Still, he has no plans of moving back to San Diego. I don't regret it at all. Not at all. What I save, I use it for my vacation twice a year. <laughs> Martinez and Hodge both have a special pass that grants them access to a fast vehicle border lane. Without it, both of them said that living in Tijuana would be impossible. For the California Report, I'm Gustavo Solis in Tijuana. And that's the California Report for Wednesday, September 27th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Paint Care. Now with more than 850 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and adult and children's health systems, working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Ocean Institute, advancing the frontiers of ocean science, exploration, and discovery on the web at SchmidtOcean.org. Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.